Welcome to the first episode of When Cryptids Call. I'm your host, Lee Solway. Now, this is a cryptid phoning show. I know, the clue is kind of in the name. But I kind of wanted it like that, for obvious reasons. But some of you still might not be sure on what actually is a cryptid. Simply, a cryptid is an animal whose existence or survival is disputed or unsubstantiated by science. Uh, And straight away you're thinking of things like the Yeti, uh, Bigfoot, Macaulay Membe down in the Congo there. This is like, um, to all in a sense, purposes, it's a dinosaur that the the, the locals still, you know, adamant exists. Western science not quite, you know, there yet. But um, he's down there. Then you've got uh, Loch Ness Monster, Jersey Devil, these kinds of things. But we're not only talking about those, okay, now, those, those creatures, obviously, there's only anecdotal evidence for. But you've got some cryptic creatures that used to exist. Okay, we've got fossil records for. So, your things like your giant sloth down in South America there. They still see it. You know, not very often, but, you know, it is supposed to be down there. And, obviously, science doesn't believe it. But we've got, we know it used to exist, okay? But we don't know it's continued to exist. So, that makes it cryptid. And then you've got things like the coelacanth again you know the locals were talking about this this fish and most of you might be aware of this but if you haven't seen a coelacanth go and google it fantastic looking beast but essentially this is a fish that's six foot long 200 pounds covered in scale armor um and western science could not believe that it still existed its lineage goes back 300 million years um but the fishermen, the locals, uh, east coast of Africa, off the Indian Ocean there, they they all were saying that they keep ca- catching these things. Not all the time, but just, you know, sporadically. Uh, and then obviously one was caught in a fishing net, I think it was 1938. Another one turned up on, you know, in a fishing market in Indonesia somewhere. Um, someone was just walking through and there it was laid on the table. Apparently it didn't taste very nice because it's all slimy, but I'm getting off, uh, getting sidetracked here. But that is a cryptic creature, okay? So your Bigfoot... As a cryptic creature, science, all the anecdotal evidence for it, uh, and there's more evidence than just people seeing it. There's obviously, you know, your traditional stories uh, of your, your native uh, uh, peoples all around the world. Then you've got you got your footprints, you've got your DNA, you know, hair samples, scat samples, all kinds of things. But it's still not enough for science. But there's a problem there because... We need mainstream science to accept it before it can become accepted. But the problem is, mainstream science isn't looking for it. 
So you see the problem. You know, if you ain't looking for something, you ain't going to find it. It's pretty rare. So, can we rely on science to find this creature? Probably not. But with this show, what I'm hoping to do, I'm hoping to open a few doors, here in the UK especially, although this show is, you know, worldwide. I, you know, I, I want stories from anywhere, everywhere. Wherever there's a cryptic creature, I want to hear about it, and I want to play it on this show. But I'm open to open doors in the UK, because the UK is very, I say closed-minded, when it comes to things like this. If someone's seen it, they won't, they will not accept it. If you can tell them to your blue in the face that you've seen this thing, but they'll tell you it's this, it'll tell you it's that, it'll tell you it's, you know, it's the other. But obviously in the UK, it's slightly different from, you know, America and places like that, where you've got large predators, your bears, yeah, you know, your things like this. We don't tend to have that here. So if we run up against something like this, it's very hard just to say you saw a bear, for example. Now, I'm, I'm not saying people who were into Bigfoot in North America, for example, are seeing bears, but you know people will say that. But here, like I say, it's slightly different. But we still get the ridicule. Even people who see the black, uh, you know, the panther, you know, it's well established now that it's running around the UK. Uh, we occasionally get the, the story in mainstream media that it, it's been spotted and sometimes they even tell you that the army's been out trying to look for it. So we're getting a little bit further down the line with the old black cat. I mean, before that was just a complete, now it's basically, you know, a unicorn. But no, they're sort of accepting it now. But still, a body hasn't been found. So until it does, you know, it's just, well, I guess it's still a cryptic creature here. But let's hope we can get some people on the show and maybe change a few minds. That being said, let's get on with the show. So today we've got Colin on. Colin is from the UK and he believed in this, you know, from a young age. And he actually went on to have an encounter and then another one. Uh, And he's well into researching it now. Uh, So... If you know anybody that's seen something like this, or you yourself have seen something like this, now you can come on the show. You don't have to give your real name. That's perfectly fine. My email is whencryptidscall at gmail.com. Send me an email. And if you want to talk a little bit about it on email first and, and all that, that's fine. And I speak to loads of people who talk about what they've seen, tell me what they've seen, but don't want to come on the show. And I fully understand that. Not a problem with that. Uh, so, you know, that's the email, whencryptidcalls at gmail.com. Obviously, all this information will be in the show notes. You can find it there at your leisure. Okay, let's listen to what Colin's got to say. Well, thank you very much, Colin, for joining me on the very first episode of uh, When Cryptids Call. I do appreciate that. Uh, So let's start from the beginning, I suppose. How did this all start for you? Eh... Well, firstly, I want to thank you, Lee, for inviting me on your show. It's a privilege, to be honest. Um, what first made me... Well, what I got into cryptozoology when I was about 14 years old. Uh, it's a long, drawn-up story, but uh, I watched something... We only had three channels then. It's probably before your time then, Lee. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, there's a program on and about Bigfoot. Uh, I remember sitting down with my dad, and my jaw was just open. Absolutely, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. And it just spanned from there. Um, I know we have discussed that uh, in the early years, even I thought everything was in America. Even though I read uh, one or two things in Asia and Australia, the Yowie and things like that. When you talked about Britain, I just 
ignored it. Well, I don't, not ignored it, but I just didn't believe it because it was all hundreds of years ago. Yeah. There was nothing now. Uh, until my first experience in 1990, which is October the 4th. Uh, it was actually a Thursday night. I was making my, I'll cut a long story short because people who've listened to me before, I'm sure they'll be bored to heck about this. But um, I had to make my way from Hull, uh, East Hull. Uh, I was living there at the time into Hornsey. Uh, I was married. We only had one car, but I had to be at work in the morning. She needed the car, so a friend of mine says, come and sleep at my house. So I was used to backpacking. Uh, I did a lot of miles. I've done mowers. I've been all over the mowers and everywhere. Yeah, this is what got me into it as well. Uh, but anyway, I'm on my way to Warnsey, and uh, I come out across a part um, which they call Hull Road near um, Howarth, Howarth Pub, uh, just outside Hornsey, Hatfield, uh, the place is called. I was uh, about half a mile, but if that, less than that. From that, walking down uh, the country lane, it was about uh, half a state at night, roughly, and um, full moon. This is the ironic thing about it, full moon, which I was absolutely glad of it. So it just lit the place up like uh, like daylight. It was that bright. Anyway, I passed this farm, and I started walking down, uh, down the road, and uh, next minute, I heard something in the field. Well, this hedgerow, I don't know what they call this type of hedgerow, but you could actually see underneath it, there's actually a gap. And I kept looking, and I, I thought, what is it, a cow? No, and I thought, no, is it a deer? And I thought, no, it looks like a well, It just looked like dog's back legs, and I thought, hold on, where's its front legs? And I thought, it's got to be a trick of the light. Anyway, I thought, anyway, I could see a gate all coming up, and I thought, I'll find out in a minute what it is. And uh, with that, a car passed me. Uh, the next minute, I saw his brake lights come on. I reversed back, the window come down. It was a friend of mine that I worked with. He, you know, shall we call what you're doing? I said, I'm trying to get into water. Jump in. Anyway, as I jumped in, I, I leant across and just looked over through, through his window and I could see this dog stood there in this gate hole. And as I'm driving away, I said, Rob, Rob, look, 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 there's a dog stood there. He said, you what? He said, I said, there's a dog stood up right in that gate hole. And he just looked at me and says, Col, you're working a lot of hours. Get some rest. Yeah. I said, no, no, I'm honest. I'm going now. Anyway, we almost got into Wallensee and I'm shouting at him and he said, do you want me to go back? I said, no, no, it don't matter, don't matter. No, I had, to be honest, Lee, I had nightmares after that. Mm. It went on for years, I kept waking up, not every night, obviously, just it, some months would go by and the next minute I'd have another one. And the recurring nightmare is this thing jumped over the, the gate hole and just ripped me to shreds and I, I woke up screaming some nights, sweat. And I thought, yeah, I, I kept trying to get out of my mind. And I won't believe it. I won't believe what I saw, even though I'm into that. I just mm. could not believe what I saw. And basically, it spanned from there. Then uh, I was doing a lot of stuff in the background. I didn't tell most of my family. I kept using different excuses of going out and looking for these things until I had uh, an encounter in 2015, another one, with something large. And that's when I went fully public. I thought, right, this is it. And that's how me and Paul met, to be honest. Straight after that, really. Uh, but my second one was absolutely loud. It was, like I said, it was September the 15th. I'm sure the people who have listened to me before have read this, but I went in some woods. I had permission in private woods. Uh, I've been going into these woods for about a monthly. And uh, some some nights, some mainly early mornings, uh, pitch black, obviously, being in the torch. You hear things snap, twigs, and you think, ah, fox, badger, whatever. Mm-hmm. And this morning, I was actually late. I set me alarm and alarm it off. I thought, I'm going to have another five minutes here. 
and it ended up being a couple of hours had gone by and I was absolutely fuming. I jumped up, grabbed my gear and everything and I set off to these woods. So there, then it was light. So I wandered into these woods and I scared something small and it ran off. I thought it must have been a fox. So I anchored down. Then I heard some uh, big gear up and run off. I thought, oh, it must be a deer and a foal. So I'm anchored down in this long grass. So I'll give it a minute. And anyway, I got a minute and I stood up and I couldn't see anything. Anyway, I thought, oh, well, I'll walk through this grass, see what it was. And I'm walking through this long grass and I come to this big mound. It must be about four foot round. Something's been sleeping in it. Yep. This biggest pile of poo, like a meaty poo. If you put your fist together, two fists together and another fist on top, that was the roughly size of this meaty poo. Mm, that's a decent, I, decent. Yeah, and I thought, what the? And I thought, oh, Cole, stop being stupid. I'll be a twitcher. Somebody being in the woods looking at bears get cut. I've been cut short. I, I'm sure all researchers out there have been cut short sometime or the other. I mean, in my backpack, there's a toilet roll. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, oh, stop being stupid, Cole. So uh, I wish I took a photograph of it on my phone. Yeah, the camera that I had at the time had a zoom lens on. I wanted to take a photo. I never thought I'd get my phone out. And I thought, oh, let's get back through these woods. So I started walking through these woods. And uh, you crossed the stream, and I was coming into the stream, and I thought, wow, what's that smell? Oh, give me a minute. That is putrid. It, it, it was wet dog smell. Like, urine really foul. Yeah. And I thought, well, I thought the stream must have uh, gone stagnant. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So I got to the stream and it's running through, and I thought, what the? Anyway, so I crossed the stream, got on the other side, and it's all bracken on my, on my right. And uh, there's like a track cut through, like a gaming track. And I'm walking down there, and I hear this big thud, thud, thud. And I thought, what the heck's that? So I stopped. This thing stopped. So I thought, oh, it's got to be. Uh... There's a couple of guys who look after this wood, and I actually talked to them. And I thought, oh, it'd be one of them, like. So I shouts out, you know, I'm Colin Kielty, I've got permission to be here, blah, 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 blah. No answer. So I set off again. Thud, thud, thud. I stopped, it stopped. I thought, what the heck? So I shouted it out again. No answer. So I started walking, it, it followed me again. So I stopped. I said, hello, hello, who is it? No answer. All this time, my, the air's on the back of my neck. Just stood up, the smell was putrid. Anyway, I got on all fours to see if I could see another bracken, and I couldn't see a thing. It was that thick. So I got back up, started walking slowly, and this thing was following me. Then I speeded up, it speeded up. I thought, oh, bloody hell is it? Pardon my language there. No, you're all right. Anyway, I got up to the end of this uh, like bracken, and it, it bowed off to the to the right of me. And, but I was going sort of like to my left. Then when I got to the end, I just glanced over, and there's this, I don't know what the heck it was. I don't want to say it was huge, hairy. I don't know. The thing that I thought was why it was a dogman is because of the smell. You see, that first sighting, I was telling Paul St. Clair this. Paul uh, had another, um, he had a witness uh, come forward about seeing this dogman and it was real thin. And when Paul mentioned that to me years ago, I said, yeah, that first sighting I had, it was really thin. It was like it was underfed. Yeah. It was unbelievably thin. Where the second one, I would have said it was the Arnold Schwarzenegger of dogmen. It was just pure mass hair. You could see, and I don't think it was a guy in a bear costume. No. Nobody knew I was going to be there. The private woods, nobody walks through there, really. 
And I, I literally sort of like went in a circle because I just knew I had to get out and I couldn't get to my car fast enough. I got to my car, I was out of there. I haven't been back since. Um, not that I can go back. Uh, I've asked uh, a couple of times. It's actually changed hands and uh, they won't let me in there. But anyway, beside the story, uh, but on that night, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And I wish I got my phone out and took pictures of that where it was, it was sat or laid or something. But there's definitely something small and something large. But what this large thing really was, I don't know. But it wasn't human, I know that. Mm. What sort uh, of uh, face did it have? I couldn't actually see it very properly. It, yeah. I couldn't make it out. All I could see is a mass and hair. But, you know, I'm presuming it is a dogman with a smell. Yeah. I literally just wanted to get out of there, Lee. How thick was the, the the hair? Was it hair, not fair? It was, well, I don't know. It looked like fair hair. Yeah. It looked like really, like hairy on the top, but fair at the bottom, if you get what I mean. It's, yeah. it's hard to explain. But I'll tell you what, as well. Like, a, like a, sorry, mate, like, a, like uh, you know, like you might see on a lion, you know, like where it's got a mane. Yeah, and like a mane yeah, type yeah. of thing, yeah, similar to that. But I'll, I'll tell, uh, somebody else mentioned this as well, and I think Paul St. Clair mentioned this as well. When I was going in the woods, you could hear birds and everything. And just as I got in, everything just went silent, like there was a giant bubble. Yeah. Just everything went dead. I couldn't hear any birds, nothing. And it was real weird. The Oz effect. But, yeah, after that, I just that was it. I decided, I told everybody, look, I've been doing this for quite a few years, on and off type of thing. Um, I've had actually several. When I was a kid, I, I sort of saw something twice. When I was married... Uh, was at um, Gulfland and like I say I used to do a lot of backpacking me and my ex-wife went down this trail and uh, it must be about half a mile of going into these woods she says I'm scared and I felt this about yards back she says there's something something up her front that we shouldn't be seeing I said stop being stupid so she grabbed my hand uh, which is unusual at the time because there was not going on like but anyway <laughs> So anyway, we cut through these woods, but there was definitely something in them woods. And even as we got out of the woods, you could feel the relief. It was real. That's that was weird. And that was another bubble. But yeah, it's, I've had several encounters. Um, I don't know if you know, I used to have a four before. Uh, I had it for three years. I put extra lights on. I had two dash cams in it, and I used to go out in the middle of the night. Uh, I did it for almost solid three years. Uh, just going out, and I've seen strange things. I ain't caught them on dash cams. I've had things run in front, but dash cams are not that brilliant. Yeah, you yeah. You've just got blare. No, yeah. And he can't, I can't put up that I've got a blare. It's like these people that, I'm sorry, I'm going to go at anybody here, but I see lots of photos that are sent me, and they have circles on these. I mean, you've come across it, Lee. You have circles in a, a field and bushes and that. There it is. Can you see it? There's several. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's five of them. Well, no, sorry, I can't. You know, like, I don't want to get in that realm, to be honest. I'm not having a go at anybody. Everybody researches everybody, you know, does different research as long as we do something that's all that matters it doesn't matter how much research you do if you spend weeks doing it or even just an hour doing it you're doing something and that's a good thing so you're having a go at anybody so you know just bear that in mind please absolutely any questions you want to ask Lee there sorry uh, no just on that um the Oz effect or the Oz factor, uh, just for those people who don't know, um, yeah. this goes back, I mean, I'm going back to the 90s now, I think it was Jenny Reynolds at the time, she was working for Bufora, which was the British UFO Research so, uh, yeah, yep. Association, yeah, and she actually t uh, sort of coined that, that term. 
and um, she described it as being this reoccurring situation where people just before they had a sighting of a of a ufo in in, in this example but the the time would almost stand still so you know you'd get even like the, the breeze going through the trees would stop you know in america they say the crickets stop um and obviously that's what you're describing there so just for people yeah. that you know, don't know what that is but it's well known in all all phenomena really whether it's ufo cryptids uh ghosts it, it seems to happen so it's obviously something happening in our subconscious i would say but um yeah but it's interesting you know it's very interesting mm-hmm. so Again, I know going back to the beginning of the story there, when you said, you know, yeah, uh, even though you believed in all this, when you see something like this, it's very hard to accept because, and it's the way me and you brought up, it's the way British people brought up, it's this, um, um, you know, you must be going mad type thing, you know. You well, say it's brainwashing, isn't it? Yeah, that's it, yeah. It doesn't matter who you speak to, oh, I've seen, ah, oh, yeah, must be going mad. And you're sort of very reluctant to speak out and, you know, and I still see that now. I mean, I get messages all the time from people who've seen things, but they won't want to talk about it in any yeah, sort of detail. We're on about this, won't we? Absolutely, yeah. They'll pass you the information on, but that's as far as they want to go. And yeah. I get it. I totally get it, you know, um, in the UK. So from what you've learned, from what you've seen, I mean, I've, I know this is an open-ended question, but do you get a, a sense of what's going on here? Not really. Um, I've been asked this several times, hundreds of times, to be honest. But um, I like to think these things are real. But I'm open-minded. Are they extraterrestrial? Mm-hmm. Are they supernatural? I don't know. I, I, that's why I, I do what I do. I'd like to think these things are real. And I do really think these things move around the country through green belts. Um, I've had loads, well, not loads, but uh, quite a few reports where... Uh, I've had a couple of factories actually where there's a green belt at the back of the factory and something's gone crashing through them. And something large that they can't explain. You know, I said, oh, it was a deer. No, no, it wasn't a deer. They said it was bigger than a deer. It's massive. It's, you know, all black. And... So, yeah. Which, I uh, at this point, it's a good point to uh, point out that um, we are in the UK and for people outside the UK, I mean, I was talking to someone within the UK the other day that thought we had wolves up north in Scotland. Um, We're about introducing them again, aren't they? Well, they are, yeah. Honest, I think but... it'd be good to keep the deer down, but yeah. Um, but we don't, you know, at the minute, as it stands, we don't have bears, we don't have wolves, we don't really have big predators in the UK, and a lot of people forget that, you know, when we're talking about the UK, because you know, like you say, something steps out, well, I mean, realistically, we don't, the only possibilities there is A, what you think it is, B, a cow, maybe, or a horse, I mean... Um, yeah, but then you run out of big big animals after that, aren't you? So, um, yeah, I just wanted to point out because obviously when we're talking about America, it's slightly different because there is. I know people. I'm not saying people getting confused. Seven million the, acres or something of well, that's it. in I'm, America. I mean, we we've, we've got a fraction. No, yeah. oh, absolutely, yeah. But when you look at it, there's only like what is it, thirty percent uh, of the UK's built on. So, yeah, don't they? Yeah, but I yeah. mean, a lot of it's farmland. Um, but farmland, marshes, yeah. So, yeah, we don't. I was, I was talking to a, a forester guy, funny enough, well, uh, sorry to cut you out there, Lee, but no, um, uh, I, I got onto the subject of, uh, has he ever seen Oak Strange? And he says, what do you mean by Strange? So I, I grabbed it by the short and Curly's really, and says, look, have you seen anything like a werewolf or like that? And he paused for a bit, and he says, 
I'll tell you now, he says, there is something out there. I said, why do you say that? He says, I've been doing this job for years now. And he says, I see things. The corner of my eye, run past. I run mm. past there. And he said, there's certain woods. He says, I've had my dog for a few years now. It will not go in. He said, I put a lead on it one day and tried to drag it in there. Slipped its lead and ran. He says, I found it a mile away. Just sat there waiting for me outside these woods. Will not go in. But he says, I get the sense something's there. And that's no. all he would tell me. Yeah. So he might not have seen it, but he knows there's something No, yeah. I asked yeah. him for an interview and he was a bit reluctant, like, uh, again, going on that factor we're in Britain and they don't like to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. It's the ridicule, isn't it? It's the ridicule. Yeah, it's the ridicule. I mean, as I told you about that video before, the guy with the ridicule, but anyway, we won't go into that. But no. uh, yeah, I gave him one of my cards. I said, look, if you change your mind, get in touch, please. I've never heard from him. So. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. Especially those people because they. They spend their lives out there. and That's know. it, that's what he does for a living. I mean, I won't tell you who he works for. I don't want to know the, the guy down a bit no. ridiculed. But, uh, yeah, he works for a certain company that looks after our forests, as you uh, can imagine the name, I suppose. But, yeah, anyway. Hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously we've got two different things going on here. We've got uh, the wild man, as it were, the Bigfoot of the UK, and we've got the... Yeah. Uh, the Dogman, which is, for those who don't know, essentially a werewolf. Um, I like to call them wolf people, apparently. I don't like the term Dogman. I'm, I'm not going to go at anybody, but no, no. my personal preference. But a lot of people do call it a Dogman. But, uh, yeah, I prefer wolf people or wolfman. Wolfman, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people who see it say it's got like a, like a wolfish type head, don't they? Like a German yeah. Shepherd type head, so, you know. Uh, I mean, hopefully we get answers. I mean, do you see anything coming out in the near future? or? Well, I don't know. I'd like to think so. Uh, I need to get out more. Obviously, the COVID this year has really put a stop on me. I've been invited for a long time. Yeah, yeah it's everybody, not just me. Like. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see things go a bit further. This year. I'd like to get a team up, to be honest. Um, I, I know I've discussed this with you. and mm. uh, I don't like, well, I'm 54. Um, I'm on my own. And I don't like going there on my own, really, anymore. You used to, it didn't used to bother me. Uh, yeah, I get scared, but uh, curiosity keeps driving me on. Um, so, but yeah, I'd like to get some type of team together, really, and start doing this more and more around the Britain. Yeah. But it all goes down to finance, and I mean, like I say, I'm on my own. I've got a job, not the best job in the world. I'm paid my rent, fuel, heating, and things like that. You're not left with much money, so it's... Yeah, I'd like to see something happen in the future. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Lee? Where do you stand with this? Uh, no, absolutely. I think that's something that we can definitely work on. I think um, yeah, if you get a few people involved, it might it certainly makes the finance aspect of it a lot easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the only way we're going to get the answers is to get out there, isn't it? Um, it's like the lottery. I say to people, you've got to be in it to win it, and you've yeah. got to be there to see it. But that's the other thing about people who, who don't believe it and don't want to believe it. I think it's more don't want to believe it in a lot of cases. But you get certain people and you say, well, go and spend the wo- one night in the woods on your own. Yeah. No, 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 not doing that. Why not? There's nothing out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've had that, yeah. Yeah, the biggest thing out there is a fox, you know, or a badger maybe, you know. Go and spend the – no, no, I don't want to spend the night in the woods. Why not? So it's this primal fear, I guess, that keeps a lot of people out of the woods. But, uh, you know, maybe – Maybe we know subconsciously there's something going on there. Like you're saying about the dog. I mean, I've encountered this myself in 
paranormal situations where the dog will not go in that room. You know, for whatever reason, it just will not. And you're saying about the woods, it's a similar thing, and it knows. You know, whether it can, yeah. we'll never know whether it can smell yeah. it. You know, sense it. We don't know, but it knows. And uh, hey, if the dog's doing that, that's a good sign for you to uh, turn around. I think. Yeah, they always have the answer, don't they? Don't Absolutely. They? I'd love another one, but uh, being on my own, it's not fair on the dogs. So I won't get one. No, I mean, I remember an occasion. Looking back on things, it's like. Throughout your life, you have these weird things happen. And I was telling you the other day about stones that was thrown at me. And it was years later when I thought, sort of maybe wondered if there was anything more to that. But I remember this occasion when I was about 15-year-old, 14, 15, something like that. And we were spending the nights in, in the woods. And um, it was a summer's evening. Obviously, it got dark. Maybe, I mean, this could be sort of half, nine, ten o'clock at night time I'm talking about now. And it was dark. But... Mm. We're all there. There's not a, you know, not a breeze, uh, and we're all there having a good laugh. There's about four or five of us lads, like, and uh, we're cooking some noodles on the fire and all that. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this tree just comes down. <laughs> That's and, enough to scare you, is it? Just that, isn't it? Really? Well, in our minds, we, because we've been turfed out of there before by the police. Um, you know, a couple of weeks back or months back, the police had come round and turfed us out of the. Uh, camped out of the woods like so mm. in our minds for whatever reason now the police don't generally try and scare you out of woods by pushing a tree over no i accept it i accept that but <laughs> in our minds you know 15 40 year old lads minds our minds went straight to this is the police coming for us right so we we doused the fire with the noodles and uh we just all just there was a sense of um really was a sense of fear that, that struck us all. And none of us made a sound. None of us tried to escape. We just literally sat there, you know. This tree would come down. Yeah, now, I know, I know trees fall down, yeah. I accept that. You know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying there was anything behind this. But, but the circumstance and the way we all felt was there's something more to that. We knew, again, subconsciously maybe, but we knew there was something going on there that that tree didn't just fall. It didn't. It didn't collapse. It just. I mean, it literally was down. Um, yeah. And that you know, and that woods is is not very big at all. So maybe they're more prevalent than we think. You know. <laughs> yeah, possible. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. sorry, no, go on. Go on, mate. You've got your own channel, so do you want to tell people a little bit about that before we? Uh, um, yeah, I've had a couple of channels to be honest but I'll just say well I, I didn't just say it up I said well last year but with Covid it hasn't um, really gone off as much as I wanted it to uh, it's called The Dark 66 it's on YouTube uh, I've just put a video up today uh, I rushed it a bit to be honest um, I did have some drone footage uh, believe it or not the card the SD card got stuck so I tapped it and it went ping in, in here in this room and can I echoes found it I've had <laughs> shelves out cupboards out everything I cannot find it and I keep meaning to do a bit more drone footage, but with the weather, it's absolutely, as you know, at the moment, yeah. it's fresh, fresh, yeah, terrible out there at the moment. But um, yeah, I've, I've just quickly put it together today. Uh, it's about an encounter that um, Jim Wallace uh, had in uh, near Arnold, uh, Longwiston, a uh, scalar area. Uh, I think it was 2003. This thing, you know, he was absolutely petrified. This thing chased his car. It was huge. It actually stepped out in the middle of the road and he had to swear it. To get round it like um he had his wife in the car and his newborn son and uh, this was up at 11 at night and he just actually he thought this thing was going to hunt him down and you know actually kill him or whatever but 
yeah, I've just put that one up. Uh, I put one up a few months ago, as I told you, but I've had to take it down because of um, Dominic Miss got a bit of ridicule and uh, he, he got a bit violent towards some me towards the end. Uh, so I've took that one down, which I'm going to remake. Uh, but uh, I've just had somebody contact me and just watch it, actually, funny enough. And uh, he said, I hope you're going to get out there more and more. I said, well, I'm trying, but it, COVID is mm. sort of got a, a damper on things this year with lots of things. So, But, yeah, if anybody's got any reports, uh, they want to pass them on to me. Um, yeah, I really would appreciate it. There's a, apparently there's a woman um, uh, on Paul St. Clair's channel, and I did a... Uh, podcast with Paul uh, about this Bigfoot in Winsey. Well, I grew up in Winsey, and I asked her to contact me, but uh, obviously uh, she hasn't. Uh, if you ever listen to this, I wish you would. Uh, I've had several reports of people think there's big Bigfoot in them woods. Um, as I told you, Lee, and I'm, I'm sure people who follow me know there's that uh, one in Scotland. They had a report from uh, a gentleman called Chris uh, that actually smashed his van. Um, but um, yeah, apart from that. Uh, just give me a shout if anybody anything goes down I'll tell Lee or, or vice versa or whatever and uh, yeah appreciate it yeah, absolutely and yeah we'll try and get something together I think that's the best yeah, best I'd thing love, to do yeah because yeah. uh, yeah. there's plenty going on around here I mean we're both sort of in the north east here aren't we so that's it I think even if uh, you know all the cryptids out there in the UK if we all this, if we can even get like a function room we all meet up even once a year yeah that would be fantastic if we could share ideas and uh, tips yeah. Uh, you know, for looking for these things or what we think they are, uh, nobody's right or wrong. So don't think that you're going to be ridiculed because nobody is. Uh, you know, it'd be great to get it together, Lee, to be honest, something like that. Yeah, I think we can certainly have a look into that, mate. Yeah, that'd be great, actually. It'd be but, fantastic. Uh, but yeah, fantastic. So, um, well, thank you for sharing your experiences with me. And, uh, and like I say, I'm sure people will enjoy hearing about this because we don't get too much coming out of the UK and I want to put that right. So, uh, yeah, thank you again for joining me. Well, thank you for inviting me on, Lee. It's, uh, to be honest, it's a privilege. Uh, I'm really flattered, to be honest. No, so, no. Thank you very much. No worries, matey. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, there you go. I want to thank Colin for coming on the show there. If you've got a story you want to share on the show or you know somebody that may have seen something, then pass them my email by all means. It's whencryptidscall at gmail.com. Okay, whencryptidscall at gmail.com and uh, get in touch. You know, you don't have to give your real name or anything like that. Uh, we could just have a chat on email at first if that's what you need to do. And then if you want to come on the show later, by all means, fantastic. Um, you know, really we need to get the word out and like I say hopefully people will start coming forward with these encounters I speak to many many people who have these encounters a lot of them don't want to come out in public and share them which I totally understand um, but it's a shame that the UK is like that but again if it doesn't matter where you listen to this in the world if you've seen a cryptic creature and you want to come on the show it's whencryptidscall at gmail.com uh, if you're interested in following Colin and looking at his channel the all the information for that is in the show notes. So go there and you'll be able to find it, no problem. Right, that being said, I hope you have a fantastic week. Uh, next time I get an encounter, you'll be sure to hear about it. Other than that, I've been Lee Solway. You've been fantastic. See you next time.